Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to Small Business Digest on Blog Talk Radio. Now entering its fifth year, this show is hosted by Don Mazella, Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Each week he brings you advice and information from experts and small business leaders like yourself. Each show is designed to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas from authors, experts, and small business leaders, just like most of the individuals who make up our audience. Whenever possible, Small Business Digest tests the products and services featured on the show to ensure they are of a quality to help listeners grow their small business. Guests do not pay to appear, but are chosen for their ability to provide ideas and suggestions to improve operations, expand marketing, reduce cost, enable better personnel management, and add profits. Remember, all of our shows are archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. You can hear this show and all others at your leisure. If you like what you hear, tell others about the program. If you have a question or suggestion, email us at editor at is-incorp.com. Should you want to join us on this program during our live hour each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, dial 646-929-2337. That's editor at is-incorp.com or 646-929-2337. We're only as good as our guest and audience make us. I'm particularly glad uh, to uh, have uh, our guest today. Shirley Tom has cultivated sales for herself and her clients for over three decades, and she's still still doing it in semi-retirement, and she has uh, another edition of her book, Life is a Sales Job. You can't score a TD if you don't swing the bat. I love that title. Shirley, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Well, um, Shirley, tell us a little bit about your background, um, about the book, and about uh, where people can get it before we do anything else. Okay. Uh, I've been in sales, as you say, for more than three decades. I uh, went into sales. I was working at a radio station and uh, I was a single mom. My daughter said she wanted to take piano lessons, and I didn't have the money to buy a piano. So I looked around the station, and those people that were making money seemed to be salespeople. So I said, I want on their team. And uh, so I began to pay more attention to how revenues are raised. And within six months, I was on the sales team. And it's it's been a wonderful career. Um uh, I would never have thought I would be a salesperson, uh, but it's just uh, it's lots of fun. It's challenging, and it you do make money in sales. And if you can sell one product, you can sell any product. So it doesn't have to be radio; it could be anything. And that's what makes makes it really interesting. Pick something you really like and enjoy, and Take a look at the opportunities in sales because everything needs to be sold. And um, I wrote the book. Yeah. 
No, you I, first. I wrote, Go ahead. You wrote the book. Oh, that's, that's a, because I've always worked with DECA, the, the college, uh, high school and college programs. And uh, the kids, the students, always seemed interested in what I had to say. So I wrote this book so more people can look into the sales industry. Because, like I said, there are lots of opportunities. Uh, all right. Having said that, um, uh, how, uh, do you have a website for your book? Yes. Uh, you can go to lifeisasalesjob.com, and it is available uh, at Archway Publishing and on Amazon.com. Okay, everything is available on Amazon uh, if you come oh, down, yes. come down to. But now um, this is the second edition. What um, what did you change in the, between the first and the second editions? Any, well, anything? Uh, in... Life has changed. Life life has become more urgent. Uh, the first edition was written in 1999. And as I said, I work in the DECA uh, uh, judging programs. And uh, three years ago, uh, I was uh, judging state competition. And these students, these 20-something students, seemed to be fascinated with what I had to say. And uh, so I thought, hmm, maybe I need to change it a bit. And then I took a look at the older edition. and I said, wait a minute, people don't read like they used to or speak like they used to. Everything is accelerated. So I ended up practically rewriting the book. Uh, for instance, one chapter was on this new thing called the Internet in the 90s. And then I take a look at that and I, whoa, that's a sales asset to have it. But you have, if you go online, you have exactly six seconds to capture someone's attention. And also uh, with social media, people expect to give you immediate feedback, and they and they like challenging you. So you, your mind has to run a little faster, and your explanations have to be more succinct. So I ended up primarily rewriting it for the new era. Well, uh, okay, then let me ask you a question. I was always taught that the more you let the other person, uh, your prospect yes. talk, the better the better your chances of closing a deal. Is that still uh, hold tr true? Absolutely. Uh, you learn to ask open, open-ended questions. A si the simple question that I like on my first uh, sit down with a with a prospect is just say, "So how's business?" And then wait for an answer. We've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. And um, uh, there's something that salespeople often have called telling tension. It's like we can't wait to tell someone what we know when the real way to go about it is to let them tell us what they know. And then you go from there. In fact, I have one more chapter called Listen Up. Oh, okay, tell us about that chapter. Tell us some some of the things you say in it. Um, well, I take it from um, a, a quote from one of our presidents, Silent Cal. And he said, "No one ever listened himself out of a job." 
And that is so true. Um, like I said, ask open-ended questions to get an appointment. Um, the best thing you can find out is someone who knows who you're calling and to have a simple statement uh, that defers to the client. For instance, you can say, I noticed that you have an, usually have an annual sale over Labor Day weekend. Uh, I have some ideas that could help you with that. And then shut up <laughs> and let them respond. And then um, ask them, what? okay, uh, your sales must be uh, successful uh, because you do them every year. Um, how do you think they can be improved? And then again, be quiet. Because they'll tell you what you need to know if you just listen. But it's uh, often hard. But let me let me ask oh. you how how do you how do you sell in this, today's world where it's social media? It um, seems oh. to be uh, uh, rapid, and people don't want to listen anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's easier to get information, but it's more difficult to sort through what's useful and what is simply hyperbole. It's um, you, you have to listen more carefully and pick up nuggets because people like to talk, and you've got to, as you're listening, you've got to find something. To respond to because sales is about solving problems and mm. if you listen long enough they'll tell you they've got some problems nothing is a hundred percent perfect so the the you have to find out what problem can you solve for them well, and, well uh, uh, keep going my fault for interrupting you oh no 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 um, it's just Good listeners, they listen to understand. And if you don't understand what they're saying, don't be afraid to say, I don't understand. Would you clarify that? And you pace your listening to the client's speech patterns. We all have speech patterns. Some people talk fast. Some people talk slow. And you need to pace yourself to how they speak. And if you're fortunate enough to get in front of people, which is more difficult, observe body language. You listen with your eyes as well as your ears. Uh, because, you know, they can say yes, but their body language says maybe. So you observe body You pay attention to the tone of someone's voice. Um, and you maintain objectivity. We're all opinionated. And that's the hardest thing to let go of, is listen to their point of view. In fact, I think empathy is the ability to uh, uh, absorb someone else's point of view is very important. <coughs> Keep going. You're fascinating. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, hear it straight. Uh, some of us are liberal, some of us are conservative, and some of us really don't care one way or another. But in any case, leave the personal feelings and prejudices outside the room. They're irrelevant to the business at hand. 
Uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're there to discuss business and find solutions. And um, if, if you're too opinionated, you're just not going to, uh, you're not going to connect. And in today's, especially social media, um, everything is opinion. <laughs> so it, it's more difficult to maintain a balance, but it's, it's very much necessary. Poor listeners pick on details. If a comment isn't related to the primary topic of discussion, let it go. Trivia is fun in a local pub or at a party, but leave it there. And poor listeners are easily distracted. Uh, someone will say something that you don't expect. And, and the tendency today is to react, uh, to react to everything immediately. Sometimes mm-hmm. just a pause uh, will help you move forward. It's, mm. it's just, yeah. Shirley, we have to stop a moment to, uh, for a word from our sponsor, but we'll be right back with you in one, one uh, less than a minute. Okay. Life. It's made up of the simple day-to-day moments that keep us all running on full, full of joy, passion, and restlessness. It's singing full on to your car radio with the windows wide open. It's a whole bunch of early morning rush hours and a few late-night runs for Rocky Road. It's full of pit stops and drive throughs It's life, and we live it between Phillips at Valero. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. We're, we're back here with Shirley Tom. She, her book is called Life is a Sales Job. You can't score a t- TD if you don't swing the bat. Love the title. How did you come up with it? <laughs> well, actually, I was a little league coach for a few years, and I had a, um, uh, a team their fourth year. They were eight years old. They pulled off a triple play the best team I ever had. And one of the team members, when he grew up, handed me a baseball with that. And he had a big grin on his face. And he said, you taught me this. <laughs> so uh, when uh, we were looking for a subtitle of the book, the publisher, we wanted a subtitle that we could come up with a cover for. And I said, well, there are quite a few sports metaphors in the book. How about this? And one of one of the artists said, "That sounds like Yogi Berra." And I said, "My favorite, my favorite catcher of all time." And so that became the subtitle. Um, so it was meant as kind of a fun thing from a former little leaguer. But when he said, "You taught me this," I thought that is so cool that he remembered that after all those years. Well, that's so really came really from a great. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, um, since our audience is small business owners, um, uh, let me ask you a question. What should a small business owner look for in a potential sales candidate, in your opinion? Uh, There are uh, certain attributes. Someone that um, is – there are four things that I look for. It is um, the ability, courage is one thing. You know, asking people for money is not an easy thing to do. 
especially people you don't know. And so um, courage, uh, that means, in fact, I do uh, sales seminars called What Are You Afraid Of? One of the most effective ad campaigns I ever saw was um, for, um, is called Scare Yourself. You could be better than you think. So we share what, um, what I say, are, are you afraid of anything? And if they say no, they're not a candidate. <laughs> because if you face fears and overcome them, then you grow. Uh, you need to have uh, empathy. You need to be able to see someone else's point of view. So sometimes I'll ask a pr- provocative question just to see what their response is. Um, and commitment, you have to be in it for the long haul. When I first went into sales, I, had, there was a, I was working at a radio station in the traffic department. And um, when I uh, interviewed for a position in sales, the sales manager said, keep one thing in mind. We're in it for the long haul. We don't want you to just run outside and think you have to sign anyone up because it has to work for them so that they will re-sign. So I encourage and commitment and uh, the ability to face up to things. Exactly this, if you don't swing the bat, you're not going to score a TD. Uh, but you have to know what you're swinging at. You know, when you a batter gets up to the plate. He's trying to guess what pitch is going to be thrown at him. And if if he knows the pitcher, then he can probably get a hit. So it's 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 the ability to see what's going on on the other side of the plate. And that takes observation, and it takes a you know it takes a steady commitment to figuring things out. I just, uh, it, it, it's all about people and cause and effect. If I do this, they'll do that. It starts, I like to say, we made our first sale when we were what, one day old. If I cry, I don't feel so good. So I'm crying and I get something for it. So I cry again. <laughs> and I still get something for it. It's cause and effect. If I do this, this happens. And I have found that if I observe with my eyes and my ears, the client or the prospect will tell me what they need. And then I can move forward. That's uh, that's interesting. I will tell you, um, uh, I'd like you to comment on this, which is one of my favorite stories. Um, I once was asked to recruit a sales force for a a financial uh, services product that uh, was lagging. And I hired five uh, women who are newly divorced uh, with children. And uh, within a year, we were the number one uh, uh, unit in the um, uh, entire company, Um, only because they were so, um, I don't want to say motivated, that it really worked. And ever since I've always uh, said that women make the best salespeople, what do you want to comment on that? I couldn't agree to... with you more, <laughs> as you might imagine. Because as I mentioned, I, I was a single parent, not of my choosing, but a single parent. 
and we were just we were getting by. And then when my daughter said, "Mom, can I take piano lessons?" and I said, "Well, I think we can afford that." And she says, "But we don't have a piano." <laughs> That's it. Right. And I was fortunate enough to be raised on music. So uh, I was raised on bluegrass, and then my brother and I uh, both uh, learned classical music. And we had many years of enjoying music as a family. And I thought, why should my daughter be denied those wonderful years? Because I can't make enough money to buy a piano. So I looked around the radio station, like I probably said, and I said, who's making money around here? And the answer always came up, salespeople. And when I went into sales, there were only three women in radio sales in the Seattle area. And we sort of formed a bond. And I got on the sales force. And within six years, I became the sales manager at KOMO Radio in Seattle. And I put together uh, a team of men and women. And we grew, and we became number one in sales in in the Northwest. And uh, one of the things it does to have uh, both men and women, it, it takes an edge because both women are trying to prove that they can do it, and they still are. And when you want, when you've got something to prove, you you've got an edge that others don't have. I had to prove that I could afford a piano. <laughs> in fact, the second chapter is in my book is called How to Buy a Piano. And how to buy a piano is to make more money. And if you're working in a salaried position, you, you just get small increments uh, in income increase over the years. That won't buy you a piano. You have to get into a position where you can grow your revenue by personal uh, work, you know, uh, 2% raise per year doesn't cut it. Uh, 20% increase does, and you can do that. And, and uh, again, it doesn't have to be radio, although it was very good to me. It could be something you are interested in. You said that, that you hired a, a woman team for financial services. That wow, that would be something pretty innovative. I wouldn't imagine a lot of people would have thought of that. So congratulations to you. (laughs) That was many years ago. But let me ask you this question. Um, uh, The the man that gave you that chance, why did he do that? And, uh, uh, you know, know, they talk about how men uh, stand in the way of women, but what about the men that yeah. uh, give them a chance? Oh, fabulous. What happened was I was working in the traffic department at the radio station. And in the traffic department, you schedule the ads and public service announcements goes on the air. And uh, when I decided I wanted to go into sales, I thought I better come up with something that he'll, the sales manager will pay attention to um, my knowledge of how je- uh, revenue flows. So I said, you know, I noticed that you're charging a uh, 70% rate on um, on 30s as uh, to 60-second commercials. You know, if you can put add two more 30-second commercials per hour, 
think of how that would raise the revenue of the radio stations. Well, of course, you have to work with program managers that try to keep uh, sales uh, spots off the air. But they put it in, and within, within about three weeks, I noticed two more sales spots were added. The sales manager took note of my suggestion. And when I applied for these, uh, they had a sales position opening in within about six months of when that took place. And I said, I'm applying for this opening, and I'm going to sell every one of those extra 30s. So I, had, I took note of how revenue uh, occurred at the station and did something about it as a traffic manager. And so... It, I, I ended up being the first woman at that radio station to be in sales. And uh, the general manager was a little bit, said, hmm, and this, is, this will sound odd because I'm talking so much. He said, you're a little quiet for sales, aren't you? And I said, if I listen, I can hear what you want from me. And he went, huh, okay. And so I did get in the position. And uh, it went on from there. You know, our generation was informed by Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, yeah. But, yes. But what people always forget is he never made her producer. He always made her assist, assistant producer. And, yep. um, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we, we like him, but we... Uh, don't do it. Uh, we're getting close to the end of our half hour. I, uh, what are the three things you would tell a, a small business owner to think about when uh, thinking about sales? Um, to um, take a step back, first, before you go into business, make sure it's not just a hobby that you like. Uh, find out if there is a real market for it. Uh, number two, um, I recently talked to a creative type, someone that wrote, writes commercials, and uh, he said everything needs to be sold. So take away that sales anti-bias. Look, look for salespeople that will challenge you. You don't want people that are meek and mild. Uh, don't be afraid for your own employees to ask questions. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not one uh, a fan of authoritarianism. Uh, the more even an owner, the more the owner listens, the better the, the business has, the better chance the business has for growing because we, we learn every day. So I can open a business and think I know everything, but if I'm smart, I know I have a lot to learn. And I can learn from my salespeople because they're out there and they hear real feedback. That's the thing in sales that's wonderful because people want to challenge us. They'll say, how do, how do I know this is going to work? And so you're challenged to lay out a plan and take the lead. So when you hire a salesperson, let them take the lead every once in a while. These are all good advice. 
your your uh, your book again. We're talking with Shirley Tom, and uh, your book Shirley, and how people can get it. Uh, they can get it uh, at Amazon.com or uh, through Archway Publishing, and uh, go to the internet, and it will take you into uh, Archway Publishing because uh, they are selling the book as well. But you know, we all buy from Amazon. Dot com and that works too. Thank you so much, Shirley, for being with us today. I learned a lot, and I hope our audience did as well. Good, good. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with other guests invited to help you, our audience, improve operations, expand marketing, reduce cost, enable better personnel management, and add profits. Remember, all of our shows are archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. You can hear this show and all others at your leisure. If you like the show, tell others about it. Want to make a comment or be a guest? Email us at editor at is-incorp.com. Your host was Don Mazella, Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Until next time, keep faith with the ideals that made America great, and remember, small business is still the backbone of commerce. <laughs>